On this episode, we are talking to world-renowned grasshopper enthusiast, Lester Benton. And Lester, it says here you've written over 600 papers on the biology, breeding habits, and migration patterns of grasshoppers. Very impressive. Yep, and I hope to one day get one or two of them published so the people can better understand these little critters. So nobody has read your work? Nah. Well, that certainly changes the dynamics of this interview. But uh, what can you tell us about grasshoppers? Well, in my studies, I've observed a large number of the color green. And they can jump real high like two. I'm talking higher than LeBron James, like they got springs for feet. Okay. Whoa! That gunfire? Out in the hallway, look. What in the... Oh my God. One of them's coming over here. Uh, Look at his face. All right, take it easy. You may find this as a shock, but this is a radio station, not a bank. Yes, this is a microphone, but it's not for communicating with cars in a drive-up. It's for recording a podcast. That's what we're doing right now. No big deal, though. Google Maps has been wrong for me before, too. Thank you, and have a nice day. Dan, he's got a gun to my head. But you wish you had springs for legs now. That's not funny. Sir, if... If you can remove the gun from Lester's head there, I'm I'm sure we can work something out. He's not listening. Well, he's only got one ear. I said I'm sure we can work something out. There's no need for violence at all. Right? Uh, right? Any idea how hard it is to find a good guest? Not that he necessarily was one, but still. Yuck! Okay, we're uh, talking with random uh, disfigured murder guy who is now sitting at the microphone, so I'm guessing he has something to say. I'm going to stop you right there. I forgot to turn on your microphone. I didn't get any of that. All right, everybody, listen up. Phone lines in the building are cut, but as we all know, that's not the only way to communicate with the outside world. I want you to take your cell phone out and hold it up in the air. If for some reason you do not have your cell phone on you, we'll assume you're holding out on us and you will be shot. Do not push any buttons on it. Do not unlock it. If you do either of the two, you will be shot. Why are you not holding up a phone? I... I left it at home. (laughs) Don't you hate it when that happens? Your whole day gets ruined. (laughs) Now comes the fun part, folks. Inside these bags. One of my favorite all-time party games. 
They're called landmines. And the way the game is played is simple. Everybody will step on one. Just like this. Lift your foot up. Now I'm only going to say this once, otherwise your game is over before it even begins. Now put your foot down. boy. That beep means you are a participant in the game. And if you want to stay in the game, as well as in a solid shape, whatever you do, do not lift your foot up. Got it. Good. Now, I know what the rest of you all are thinking. How come he's the only one that gets to play? Well, right you are. Let's give him some competition. Let's lift them feet up, everyone. Again, that's my bad. Is it on now? Testing. Whoa, what are you, a cyborg? Unfortunately, an injury many years ago requires me to use a device to speak. Please, uh, continue, Mr. Robot. Media companies must be held accountable for the stories they put out. Your business is selling fear, violence, murder, atrocities, one after the other. The more they hear, the more they fear. Every day tuning in to find out what new threat lurks in the shadows. Well, that's an easy one. I'd say today's threat is a handful of guys with machine guns whose leader looks like he tried to make out with a chainsaw. peddling a drug called terror, a drug not absorbed through the veins or lungs. Sometimes the only way to fight terror is with worse terror. We are here to show organizations like yours what real terror is. So are you gonna kill us? I'm going to give you a choice. A tale other media organizations will take you to. I'm needed elsewhere for a moment. Lift your foot up. This is a landmine. A landmine? What are you, the Viet Cong? Now put your foot down. This is not a request. Good. If I take my foot off this thing, am I gonna explode? Try it and find out. Well, joke's on you if I blow up, because this interview is over! I guess in retrospect, talking to Grasshopper Guy wasn't so bad. What in the... Hey! Hey! Hey, Doug! Doug! Doug, come here! Come here! Come! Come! What? What are you doing? I'm on the air live now. In the mix right now with DJ Dog. I have to let them know every time I have to talk. Don't tell them. Say something on the radio to get us some help here. They said they'd kill me and everyone else in the building if I do. Murder. How would they know? They've got the speakers in the hallways turned up so they can hear the station. Uh, Alright, well just run out the back door and get some help. Move your feet. I can't. I can see out the window their van is parked by the back door. There's also a guy standing in the parking lot with a machine gun. Machine gun. All right, all right. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Ugh. Listen to me very carefully. I need your help. I need you to go to the storage closet uh, right behind Gina's desk. You know, the one where they keep all the supplies for office parties and birthdays. You know which one I'm talking about, the gray one? It's right around the corner. You know it? Right. <clears throat> I need you to grab um, one of the medium-sized gift boxes and some tape. All right? 
Oh, and a bow too, a bow. Are you crazy? Let me ask you something. Why do you think none of them are wearing masks? Huh? Because they're not leaving any of us alive to identify them. And let's be honest, it wouldn't be too hard to identify Mr. One Ear over here. He makes Sloth from Goonies look like George Clooney. This is the only chance. Medium gift box. Tape. And do not forget the bow. Pretty. Get it and bring it back in 15 minutes exactly. Uh. Okay? Okay? Okay. Good. 15 minutes. Go. DJ Doc. Haters, step back. <sighs> if he doesn't like that, he's definitely not going to like the next part of the plan. Who are you talking to? No one. So where, where were we? You were saying how the media peddles fear and by somehow launching an assault on a radio station, that's going to change it all. That's right. Those that don't heed this warning risk having the same happen to them. You know, I don't buy it. You do not buy it? Do you not currently have your foot on the landmine? Yeah, but are you going to spend your life attacking media companies? I mean, in the aftermath of this, other companies will just beef up their security. They'll be looking for you. And that's assuming you don't get caught for this. Doesn't make any sense. Ha 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 ha. Wait, are you laughing or are you specifically saying ha ha ha? Look, what's really going on? I don't even know what I'm supposed to call you. My name is Vegas. Vegas Ramble. Like the city? I was born there. My mother gave birth to me in a street behind a liquor store. I was welcomed into the world by barking dogs and distant gunshots. Okay, that's a really ominous way to start a story. I like where this is going. I never got to ask her why she chose the side of the street. But like many in that part of town, one can wisely assume that if it didn't come in up needle, it simply wasn't a priority. Obviously, I wasn't as she left me there on the pavement and continued on her way. There I lay hungry, crying, scared for two maybe three days. Nobody knows for sure. All while junkies passed and stumbled by. You mentioned my face. While I cannot tell you exactly what happened to it, I can tell you I have the inhabitants of that alley to think for it. Doctors told me the scars are consistent with somebody going to town on me with a razor or shard of broken glass. The damage also severed my vocal cords. Leaving this robotic tone as the closest thing I've ever had to a voice. It's nice. Soothing. In all likelihood I never should have made it out of the alley. Thankfully in Vegas of all places Lady Luck was on my side. A former army captain happened to be looking for a particularly quiet place. The way he saw it he had had two decades worth of bad hands. And he was ready to fold. With tears streaming down his face he pressed the gun against his head. Closed his eyes. something stopped him. A sound. 
zombie. Unfortunately, two men in tattered clothing and machetes saw him. They needed money and thought they found an easy target. <laughs> they were wrong. whose name was Tom had just gotten out of the service. And although he could not fa fathom raising a baby, he could not fathom leaving it there. After a brief stay for me in the hospital, he checked out of his hotel and took me back home with him. Now Tom was a fighter. He had done things for this country most couldn't imagine. He planned on taking me to an orphanage. But Tom was in pain. He was haunted by the things he had seen. time until he was right back in that street to finish what he started. But with me around he knew he couldn't. I needed him. Oh. What is that? The days turns to months and the months to years. One. Two. Three. Eventually I was no longer an excuse for him to live. High five. But a reason. <laughs> he never could decide on a name so he just took to calling me Vegas. It stuck. When I turned 18 I wanted nothing more than to make this good man proud. So just like him I joined the army. But with me gone, his demons resurfaced. to drown them out with alcohol. It only made things worse. Things got particularly bad one night at a local pub. He and the owner got into it. Tom thought he crossed the line and knocked him out. Police were called. He spent the night in jail. morning he received a phone call at the police station. 
It was the bar owner. He was calling to apologize. No charges were pressed and the officers let him go. He called me that day and said he was done drinking and that he was getting his life together. And with that he did. Started volunteering at the homeless shelter. Hope you and everyone with a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. Working with underprivileged kids. Tom became such a well-liked individual he had been convinced to run for city council. He asked me what I thought. I told him he should do it. He agreed. Things could not be going better for him. But you know what? It's time, time. <laughs> that is until a certain radio station started poking around. They couldn't just let a good man come up in this world. No. They had to destroy him. They uncovered the arrest report. Even though the victim never pressed charges, the report was enough. After a severe beating, his opponents charged that if he could not be trusted at a bar, how on earth could he be trusted on the council? They nicknamed him Ticking Time Bomb Tom. A name he never could shake. He thought once he resigned from the race the chatter would stop. But it never did. Saturday afternoon he hopped in the car and started driving. Two days later they found him. He... in a familiar place. The same street where our paths crossed for the first time. His money and clothes stolen. A self-inflicted gunshot wound in his head. For love goes on. You are not left. You'll always find me waiting in the places we have known. You know what?
the phony thing is? What caused Tom to lose it at the bar that night wasn't the liquor. It was when the owner asked him if when I came home for leave. If I slept in a bed or a cage. You want to know what the other funny thing is? That radio station that ruined my dad's life. I'm sitting in it right now. This is a way better interview than I would have gotten from Grasshopper Guy. May he rest in peace. So, what did your dad leave you landmines, machine guns, and evil subordinates as a parting gift? Where'd you get all these weapons and men at? After dad died, I realized the U.S. military wasn't for me, so I joined a different kind of military. choose our own missions. Target acquired. Three, two, one. Go, go, go! Oh, mercenary. It is far more lucrative invading diamond mines than it is oil fields. What's happening? <gasps> Uh, that happens. What happened? You just have to uh, flip the breaker switch. What? It's in the transmitter room. You go all the way back through the back hall. Do go not... through the double doors, then through the red door on your left. The box is right there. Just just flip the one that needs it. Do not play with me. What? I do. Unfortunately, I happen to be standing on a landmine. When I get back, obviously we'll need to edit what I just set out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would completely give you away. Yeah, no problem. Because, of course, the electronic voice isn't going to give you away at all. I'm sure there's a lot of people in this town with the implants in their throats who just happen to harbor personal grudges against the radio station. Yeah. We'll just pretend like that's not a plot hole. Uh, any time now, Doug. Any time now. Uh, finally. Come on, come on. Where'd he go? Killing the ones and twos. It's the DJ. Worldwide. I cut the monitor off. I told him it was the breakers. Did you get what I asked? Box, tape, and the bow. I come over and kiss you right now if it wouldn't kill us both. What's the plan? Okay, first things first. Um, my general understanding of landmines is as long as there's pressure on the trigger, it shouldn't explode. General understanding based on what? So I'm gonna take my shoe off. A few movies. Oh my god. Keeping it pressed down. And then I'm going to put it in that box. Open the box, open the box, open the box. Good, good. Now I'm gonna press the lid of this box down so it keeps the pressure on the shoe. And then I'm gonna, hand me that tape. I'm gonna tape it shut here. Perfect. All right, now I just need one more small favor from you. 
You said there's a guard watching the parking lot, right? Right. Okay. I'm going to hit the panic button on my key here. My car alarm should distract him at least briefly. Okay? That should give you plenty of time for you to put this in the back seat of their van. The back seat. I am not getting into their van, and I am not going anywhere carrying that. Come on, we don't have time for this. They're going to kill us probably as soon as he finishes recording the message he wants to get out. Now, in one minute, I'm going... No. Now, in one... Listen. You and I are friends, right? I know you well. That's why I know that you have what it takes to pull this off. And not only that, but you are the only one who can pull this off. Literally the only one. Do you hear me? Think of Rachel. Who's Rachel? I thought your wife's name was Rachel. No? I've never been married. Hmm. Well, I'm sure there's a... Stop. One minute. All right, starting now. One minute. Remember, back seat of the van. I don't want them to see this until they're all inside. Wait, wait, wait. Give me that bow. Give me that bow real quick. There we go. What's the bow for? If you saw a box sitting on your seat with a bow on it, what would you do? Open it. Exactly. Go, go, go. I can't. Go. Go. Fine. DJ Sucks in the building. I say 40% chance this works. I had to deal with the poster child of childhood trauma here. The breakers were all fine. What is going on? Oh, okay, then it, the computer probably just overheated. All you have to do is come over here. Here. All you have to do is hit this blue button right there. But I'd hit it myself, but my reach isn't that far, and I don't think you want me getting up. It's just right down here. Right here. No, you, you gotta get down further. Yeah, there you go. See? So let us wrap this up then. Now I have the last part I said. I want to watch do it. Yeah, that's not a problem. We just have to finish up first. I can't uh, edit an active recording. You were saying? In closing, know this, when we start holding our media accountable and letting them know that we won't be spoon-fed the narrative they force upon us, that's when society can truly begin to heal itself. To all other media entities, you now have a choice this outlet would kill for, quite, quite literally if given the chance I am sure. You can either keep pumping, po keep pumping poison into the veins of the people you claim you serve and risk facing the same fate. Or you can heed my warning and start reporting honestly, without malice, without prejudice. The choice is yours. What's that smell? Is that, uh... Gasoline. What? I have my men dump it throughout the building. seeing to it that this station will cause no more harm. You said if we cooperated, you'd let us live. No, I said I would give you a choice. Just like your station chooses which stories to run, I'm letting you choose if you want to try and run and be blown apart, or stay and burn to death. Yeah. I don't like either of those choices. Well, that's...
You look confused. Well, let me enlighten you. Like I said, I don't like either of those choices. So I went a different route. And that was to blow up your entire crew. And looking. Uh-uh-uh. And remove your gun when you bent over to hit the power button. Yeah, there you go. Now, since your your final message was, was so eloquently put, I don't think I can really improve on that. So I'll simply say thank you for the lesson on media integrity. Not gonna lie, I kind of zoned out there for a while because you were talking for a really long time, but what I heard sounded great. It did. I was just trying to do something good for the world. So am I. That's all the time we have for on this episode. Want to thank our guest, Vegas Ramble. I can tell you I'd love to have you back sometime, but unfortunately for you, that's just not going to be possible. Thanks for listening, everybody. You know. We'll see you next episode. Want more, Markle? Find episodes not available anywhere else by going to patreon.com slash Markle.